0: Blob Talk Radio.
1: You know, church has become so commercial until we have gotten away from its true purpose. It has become such big business until we allow people to operate and function as long as they have something to bring to the table. People are now
2: more concerned about recording and living in life of the rich and famous rather than knowing Jesus. For the true purpose of the church is small business, not big business. I don't know about you,
0: have nothing and know Jesus, than to have everything and not know Jesus, you need to confess me today. Confess and wake your mouth, believe him in your heart, do you know Jesus, you can know Jesus in your
1: heart. Good evening, thank you for tuning in to the Light of Portland broadcast with Pastor Kimberly Black.
0: for the blood. How many of you know about the blood today? (laughs) Oh, 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 the blood. Oh, the blood. Oh, the blood of Jesus. Yes, God. Yes, God. Glory to God.
1: Oh, come on in here and clap your hands if you know that the blood still works. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. That's a good place to shout because the blood still works. It has never lost its power, its saving power, healing power, delivering power. The blood still works. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. And welcome to the Light of Portland. I am your host, Pastor Kimberly Black, and I bring you greetings from the City of Roses, Portland, Oregon, where the Lord our God is doing a great work in the midst of his people, and we are excited. We are so honored that you took out the time to worship with us and inviting us into your home, into your car, into your workspace, wherever you may be at right now. Thank you for allowing us to turn that space into a sanctuary where the spirit of the Lord can come in, move, and have his way. And whatever it is you stand in need of tonight, you don't have to be in the sanctuary with me. You turn your spot into a sanctuary and you speak what it is you need. And God is going to bless tonight. He's going to bless. We know it. We know it. We've been having a high time in the Lord all day. Uh, one of my songs that I, I used to love as a young woman was all day long I've been with Jesus. All day long I've been with him. All day long I've been with Jesus. All day long I've been with him. And that's how my heart has been today. Uh, not just because it's Sunday, but uh, it's been a wonderful, wonderful day. And I'm excited about what God has has done and what he is doing. We want to give all glory and honor to God tonight for being present in our lives and being right here with us right now on the light of Portland. We want to honor the men and women that make this platform possible. We're so grateful to Bishop Stephen and Bishop Ann Butterfield, to Pastor Sherelle Pennington, and to all of those (coughs) that preach on this line week after week. Uh, We're grateful to God for the men and women that share their gift with us, that don't mind breaking bread with us, sharing with us the word of God. I told the church family this morning that uh, revival comes when people have a hunger for the word of God. So I want to pray. I want to pray that all of us that are on the line have postured our hearts and our minds to receive a appetite that um that that we are going to um be hungry for the word of God. Amen. And that's my prayer tonight. Our speaker tonight is Elder James Wooten. He is no stranger to the light of Portland family. He comes with the word every time he comes. And so this is just what the doctor ordered. Some more good word, some more good preaching. It's my prayer tonight that you just won't be a hearer of the word or a reader of the word, but a doer of the word. So I pray that God give you deuteronomy power, that you do what you hear tonight and that you would receive it with gladness, just like the children of Israel did in the days of Nehemiah. They received the word of God with gladness. And I was telling my grandchildren the other day, when you know better, you do better. So saints of God, that that requires us when the word is preached. We must adhere to it and do better. Uh, I just want to read to you a portion of a scripture I heard this morning. Uh, we're going to read this scripture. Um, we're going to read this scripture. We're going to make a few announcements, and then we're going to um, have a word of prayer, and then we're going to be have a song, and then the next voice you will hear will be that of our speaker, Elder James Wooten. Um, Psalms 45, Bishop blessed my heart this morning with this. It says, my heart is inditing a good matter. I speak of the things which I have made touching the king. My tongue is the pen of a ready writer. Thou art fairer than the children of men Grace is poured into thy lips. Therefore, God has blessed thee forever. Gird thy sword upon thy thigh, O most mighty, with the glory and thy majesty. And in thy majesty ride prosperously because of truth and meekness and righteousness. And thy right hand shall teach thee terrible things. Thy arrows are sharp in the heart of the king's enemies, whereby the people fall under thee. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading and the hearers and the doers of his word. Uh, that was Psalms 945 verses 1 through 5. And I think the verse that really struck me was my heart My heart is dictating, my heart is inviting, my heart is composing a good matter. And my tongue is the pen of a ready writer. So what are we writing tonight? Are we writing that we shall live and not die and declare the glory of the Lord? Are we writing tonight that... That no weapon formed against us shall prosper. I just thought I would drop that one out there. I'm not the preacher. I'm going to leave that alone because that that messed me up this morning. Uh, Let me tell you about a revival that's happening this week at the Maranatha Church of God on Wednesday and Thursday. It's a two-night revival. Maranatha is located at 4222 Northeast 12th Avenue. The revival starts at 7.05 p.m. Uh, People have been asking uh, the new kid on the block, Pastor Cortez, why does everything start at 05 for you? And he will answer and tell you that five is the number of grace. And so if you are needing some place to go to be refreshed, to be revived, meet uh, Pastor C and the Maranatha Church family. Wednesday and Thursday, August 9th and 10th at 705 at 4222 Northeast 12th Avenue. And then on a Saturday, August the 12th from 10 to 2 at the St. Paul Missionary Baptist Church, 8101 North 5th Avenue, they will be having their third annual Healthy Living Symposium. Uh, This is a health fair You can go and get mammograms, have blood pressure checks, make a bike smoothie. They will be collecting sharps and needles, old medicine. They'll be giving out free haircuts, backpacks, clothes, shoes, groceries. They'll have a DJ and fun, fun, fun. They've got some speakers. Um, So we're inviting you to St. Paul Missionary Baptist Church on Saturday. Um, August the 12th. And then on Saturday, August the 19th, at the Greater St. Stephen Missionary Baptist Church, we want to invite you to come and worship with us as we prepare for our 39th church anniversary. This year, the Lord has um, been talking to us about the community And one of the things that he has been telling us at Greater St. Stephen's, that a church without a community and a community without a church is unacceptable. And so this year for our church anniversary, we will be throwing a party for the community. On Saturday, the 19th from 12 to 4, the community can come out to 3535 Northeast Mallory, and have a hallelujah good time with us as we celebrate our Lord and our Savior and our 39th church anniversary. We will be giving away books written by black and brown authors to black and brown children from 0 to 19. We will be giving away backpacks There will be food, fun, and fellowship. So we want to encourage you to join us next Saturday on August 19th. I'm sorry, August 19th. And then on Sunday, August the 20th, we will be celebrating our 39th church anniversary. Our special guest will be Dr. David Wheeler. Uh, He's a retired pastor. He is a professor, uh, a, a teacher of the word of God. And he will be bringing the word of God to us on Sunday, August the 20th at 1130 a.m. Greater St. Stephen's is located at 3605 Northeast Mallory. Those are our announcements. I hope and pray that you govern yourselves accordingly. I hope and pray that you find yourself at one of these places and then go and tell them you heard about it on Blog Talk. Amen. Let us go before the Lord in prayer. Gracious Father, we just thank you for your mercy, your grace. We thank you for being so good, so kind, and so wonderful. Father, we thank you for your word that's about to come forth. We pray, God, that your word will bring healing, deliverance, conviction, revelation, impartation. We pray for the manifestation of your preach word tonight, Lord God. That souls will be saved, bodies be healed, minds be transformed. Thank you, Father God, for those that are on this call and everyone that's connected to everyone on this call. May we be saved, may we be healed, may we be delivered. Bless those that need you the most, Father. I pray for that family, Lord God, that's trying to figure out how they're going to make it to the month's end, Father God, just having been able to get the money right, situated. there able this month to pay the rent but short on the light bill and short on the groceries and father i pray that you make a way i pray god that you would uh send help lord god uh your the scripture tells us that money cometh lord god send money to that family father that's that's trying to pull together the rent father for the month of august lord they're trying to pull together the money for the car insurance because they got to go to work but don't want to ride dirty. God, provide for your people tonight. I pray for those that are sick in their bodies, dealing with sickness and disease, dealing with infirmities. Doctors are shaking their heads, don't know what to do, don't know how to care for them. God, but I know you are the doctor who has never lost a case. You are the great physician. You created us in your image and we're fearfully and wonderfully made. And there is nothing too hard for you. So tonight we declare and decree we are healed in Jesus' name. Father, tonight we come and we pray for every man and woman of God, Father, that stands to proclaim your word during this hard time, Father. Your Your word says the harvest is right, the laborers are few, Father. And we know that people want to be entertained. Nobody wants to to hear the word of God in um, its its true form. Every, people are looking for entertainment, God. People got itchy ears, Father God. People don't want to be told that they doing wrong. They just want to continue to live in their dirt, live in their But, God, you raised up a nation who is going to proclaim and proclaim and proclaim the truth, proclaim righteousness, because you want your people to be holy. You want your people to be saved, Father God. So I bless your name, God. I pray for all of those who are incarcerated tonight. I pray for those who are in prison, in jail cells. I pray for those who are in convalescent homes, Lord God. I pray for the bereaved family all over the land. And then, Father, I dare not close this prayer without asking you to bless America. I pray, Father, that you would forgive us of our sins, though they be many. God, I ask that you would forgive America of her sins. Father, I pray that you would give wisdom and knowledge to our leaders, our government officials, those who have been appointed, those who have been voted in, Father, I pray for the spirit of Micah 6 and 8 to fall fresh on him, O God. I pray, Father, that the president, the vice president in the cabinet, the mayors, the governors, the lieutenant generals, Father, the district attorneys, the judges and the lawyers, the, the public defenders, I pray, God, uh, that the city councilmen and women would love mercy, do justly, and walk humbly before you. I pray, God, before they write their name on a petition, before they write their name and cast a vote, I pray that they would pray and seek your face. I pray, God, that they would ask you for wisdom. I ask that the spirit of Solomon would fall fresh on them, oh God, that before they deal with your people, oh God, they will consult you, oh God. Help them in the name of Jesus. God, we love you tonight and we bless you. We give you glory. We give you honor, Father. We ask, Lord God, that you would touch, Father, everyone on this call tonight, Lord God, as I prayed earlier this morning, because I know that the time that we're living in, we all need clarity to see the signs and the wonders and the handwriting on the wall. We need to see things in the spirit realm. And then we need understanding of what you're doing according to your word, not according to how we feel or what we think, but according to your word. So bless us tonight, Father. Bless Elder Wooten as he comes with a word tonight. May it penetrate our hearts and minds. May it help elevate our faith. May it intensify our love relationship with you. And may it cause us to grow stronger, be better, and be wiser. In thy son Jesus' name we pray. Thank God and amen.
0: You deserve my worship. You deserve my praise. Thank you, Jesus. Adoration and glory, it belongs to you always. Oh, you deserve my worship. Yes, you do, Lord. You deserve my praise Adoration and glory
2: name of Jesus. I don't know about you, but my heart is full up. I thank God for being here yet another day's journey, being able to share his word, being able to just be blessed in and of the Lord. Somebody didn't get up this morning. Somebody, somebody didn't get up this morning. And yet somebody got up this morning, but they wasn't in their right mind. I thank God that I not only know who I am, I know who I am, I know where I am, and that God is still large and in charge. Good evening, saints, in the mighty name of Jesus. We just thank God for this opportunity to come again this evening to preach the word of God because it is getting so vitally important today in today's day and age with everything that is going on around the world. Uh, we see scripture and the things that the Bible is talking about unfolding even before our very eyes. And for those that are not seeing it, uh, you you might want to wake up because it's, it's like the Word of God says that you need to be ready at all times, because the bridegroom is coming, and you need to be ready. you need to make sure that you have the oil in your lamp and you ain't caught without the oil and what I'm saying is that you need to be make you need to make sure that your heart is right, you need to make sure that you' prayed up, you need to make sure that Your mind is right. You need to make sure that you are busy for the Lord, that he comes back and he catches you about uh, his business. You need to be about your father's business because the world right now has a lot of things going on in it, but we need to make sure that we are faithful and we are diligently seeking him, the one who is able to keep us from falling. In the mighty name of Jesus. Well, saints, we just come before you this evening, thanking God for you. Our scripture this evening is in the book of Ezekiel, uh, the 37th chapter. You guessed it, we we, we are preaching um, on on those uh, uh, first ten verses. Uh, Valley of the Dry Bones. Amen. Ezekiel thirty-seven uh, one through ten, uh, Valley of the Dry Bones. But if I had to give you a title today. I just wanna say uh let's let's call it rust to restoration. Rust to restoration. Um one of the things that I've been able to uh do this week um is I've been working on um a couple vehicles uh for my kids here um and, and I've had to visit the the uh junkyard to pull parts and, and get parts for for their vehicles. And if you know anything about, um, a pick and pull yard, uh, you pay to go in and you, and you, uh, you locate the car that you're looking for, and they can help you do that by printing up a list of what row the car is on and how many of them they got uh, in the yard. But you locate the car, and then of course you get there and and hope to find your part still there. But you gotta also hope that that your part is in uh, good condition, uh, you know, for what what you want. And and if you have a the more choices you have there uh the better it is that you're, you're going to get your part and so you have to remove that part from that car take it back up to the the, the front and go into the uh uh, uh the building and then pay for the part and then of course you still have to come and put it on your own car and 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 everything so it's a process um but what what i find is that as i'm in this junkyard i sometimes will see vehicles that are better looking than my vehicle uh, they are a lot newer and and i'm sitting there trying to keep my my little vehicle running keep my little vehicle upright so that i can make it back and forth to work so that i can um make it back and, th- and forth to ministry so that i can make it back and forth to appointments and 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 what have you and i'm looking at some of these cars and they're 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 better than mine i'm like wow you know what if i just come in here and take one of these whole cars and pay for the whole car and then just uh restore that car back back to um its original glory and you would have a newer car um at a cheaper price if you know how to do the, those sort of things your your yourself but see I know a man who also is good at the power of restoration of restoring that back where where it looks like it's old and it's dried out and it's played out and it's gone but taking and and seeing uh, a a, a treasure where other people see junk seeing gold where uh, other people see junk being able to see growth when other people see failure. See, I know a a, a God that sits high and looks low. I know a God that has come down through 42 generations and sent his son, Jesus, um, so that we can have the power to be restored back unto God. Hallelujah, somebody. And I'm I'm getting excited here. You have to excuse me, but talking about rust to restoration, being able to create something with one's hands and being able to see it come to fruition and being able to work back how it was originally intended does something to you and gives you a sense of accomplishment, gives you a, a sense of power, give give you a, 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 a that 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 sense that you 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 can do something that. That, that, that you have a purpose that, that, that you there's a plan for you And I came here to tell you tonight Beloved That somebody that's listening Into the word tonight Need to know That that where, where where you might have A little bit of rust on you That where folks are looking at you And it seems like you are played out Seems like that you have died off Seems like that you are gone Because maybe you, 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 you have a drug problem Maybe you have a drinking problem Maybe you you have a a girlfriend or a boyfriend problem, or a husband or a wife problem, maybe you got uh, uh uh problems with your kids, maybe you've lost a loved one, maybe you're going through and and you don't have nobody to talk to. Nobody seems to understand you so you, you it feels like that rust is just settling in, and you're just getting used to everything around you and just and just accepting um, your environment and you forgot who you are. But I know a God that can restore you back to your uh, original intention, the original purpose that he gave you, give you back to that, that, that original power that he intended for you to have. I know a God that again sits high and he looks low. I know a God that'll make a way out of the no way. I know him to be a wheel in the middle of a wheel. I know him to be the Alpha and the Omega, the bright and the morning star. I know him to be the Lion of Judah, and I know him to be the Lamb of God. I know that he can be that gentle one that you need when you when you need him to comfort you. I know that he can be that roaring lion when you need to be reawakened and be reunited and, 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 and be restarted where God needs you to get to. See, God has done this before, beloved. He's not new to this kind of thing. He's already done this before. Many years ago And in the the Bible In the word of God In the book of Ezekiel The 37th chapter Reminds us What God can do With a little bit of nothing See where man can't God can When man sees That there is nothing That they can do God just puts a comma right there Where he caught a breath And he turned around and said Now we're going to keep going Because now I'm going to show you What my power is Hallelujah somebody right there See somebody needs to understand The power of restoration See, you don't have to stay in your old rusted form, but you can be restored to the original glory of what God has intended you for. And so, in Ezekiel, it talks about the Valley of Dry Bones. Somebody, come on, somebody. The Valley of Dry Bones, Ezekiel, the thirty-seven chapter, and I'm reading from the uh, the New International Version here, and he says, "The hand of the Lord was upon me." And he brought me out by the Spirit of the Lord and set me in the middle of a valley. It was full of bones. He led me back and forth among them, and I saw a great many bones on the floor of the valley, bones that were very dry. He asked me, son of man, can these bones live? So first of all, God will bring you out of whatever your circumstance is and reestablish you and establish his covenant with you and set you in a particular place that is just you and him. You see, it's God's way of blocking out all the noise and all of the things that are around you. And it said that <clears throat> that he, he, he brought him and his hand was upon him. You got to understand, beloved, that when God moves in you, his hand is upon you. He don't just... Send you out and set you up so that you can fall, so that you will have failure. But God sets you up for success because God doesn't know how to fail, baby. But then again, check this out here. It says in verse 2, He led me back and forth among them. And I saw the great many bones on the floor. See, sometimes God would bring you back and forth among the problems so that you understand that what the problem really is, and you can see what it is because what He's about to bring you out of, what He's about to restore, what God is about to recapture, what God is about to renew, what God is about to revitalize, what God is about to grant you, what God is about to award you, what God is about to give you. Somebody's not hearing me. See, you got to claim what is already. York. If you sit there and you want to speak negativity, that's what ends up coming upon you, is the negative. If you want to sit there and you want to speak failure or objectivity, that's what you end up going through, is that failure and that objectivity. But I heard somebody say that if, if you call upon the name of Jesus, and there is power in the name of Jesus, hallelujah, if you call upon that name of Jesus and that power that God is able to bring you to a place that man cannot touch you, that that nothing that man conjures cannot touch you, that you cannot be defeated because God cannot be defeated. Greater is his power that is in you than the power that is in the world. And so he brought him back and forth so that he can make sure that he saw all the bones and how they were scattered, and that he wanted to also make sure when he was looking at the bones that there was no mistake that anybody could say that oh these 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 bones uh, have something on them or these bones over here was already this way or these bones over here <clears throat> was already that way. No, he wanted him to give a, a get a good clear picture of what the situation is, and so he led him back and forth among them, and he saw a great many bones on the floor of the valley. He asked. Uh, uh, God asked him then in verse three. He says, "Son of man, can these bones live?" See, let me tell you something. God not only shows you something, brings you uh, uh, forward to something, establishes you, but then God will speak to you, and then God will turn around and and give you uh, uh, only a word that comes from Him. And He asks you, and of course He already know the answer. He know what the answer is, but He wants you to know. See, he, he wants you to rediscover whose you are because for too long, somebody has been walking in negativity. Somebody has been looking at the situation that's going on in the world and how bleak the world looks and looking at the, all of the wars that are breaking off. And and sometimes it's not even wars that are breaking off around the world. It's wars that are breaking off right in our own home. Wars that are breaking off in our own family. Wars that are breaking off in our own jobs. And sometimes we are battling every single day just to make ends meet. We are battling every single day just to keep a roof over the family's head. We are battling every single day just to keep the health right. We are battling every single day to keep everything in order. And sometimes it feels like it's easy for us to just just give up and just quit. But I need you to understand today that if God brought you to it, God will bring you through it. And so he turned around and asked him, uh, uh, son of man, can these bones live? I said, O oh, sovereign Lord, you alone know. Then he said to me, prophecy to these bones and say to them, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. This is what the sovereign Lord says to these bones. I will make uh, I will make breath enter you, and you will come to life. I will attach tendons to you and make flesh come upon you and cover you with skin. I will put breath in you, and you will come to life. You you guys didn't catch that. Let's say that again. He says, uh, I will make breath enter you, and you will come to life. Then down in verse 6, he reemphasizes it again. He says, I will put breath in you, and you will come to life. Then you will know that I am the Lord. Hallelujah, glory, somebody, right, right then and there. What he said, then you will know that I am the Lord. So what God is saying to you, Again, that if I brought you to it, i'm going to see you through it. I will not only set you up but I'm going to set you apart. Not only did I set you apart and, and but I'm going to make you stand out, and when you're standing out, I want other people to see you standing out. I want other people to see that you have been set apart because only I can set you apart because I'm the king of kings and I'm the Lord of lords I'm the God that sits high and looks low. I am the alpha and the omega. I am the bright and the morning star. I am the one who was and the one who is to come. I am the beginning and I am the end. I am the Alpha and I am the Omega. You need to understand the power, beloved, that you have within you, because it's important for you to understand who you are before you can understand what you are called to do, what you what your power is. If you are confused as to who you are and you stuck in that rubber form, You can't move to the restoration form and understand the power that God is calling you to and the restoration that he is trying to give you. It's like that car. When you look at a car and you want to restore that old rusted car, the first thing that you got to start with in that car is the engine, because no matter how good that car can look, no matter how good you can dress up that car, no matter what you put into that car, if that car is not running, it is just a glorified paperweight. And so you've got to be able to make sure that the car can do what the car is supposed to do, which is to get you from point A to point B. So we have to be Active believers. We have to make sure that we are active believers. God can't just just call us out and give us a title and turn around and we can go to church and and and, and turn around and show up and 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 we attend this and attend that and then turn around and say that oh I'm a Christian I'm a child of God or whatever. No, we got to be active about our Father's business. There's a reason that God that Jesus sent out the disciples when they went out the first time and they failed because they had to understand what their calling was and understand that they did it in his power and understand that his power was was real and that faith had to be activated, but it had to go out and it had to be tested. See, we have to be active believers. See, the reason things go on and things happen in the world is because the enemy is running rampant through the world, and and he's coming back and forth Receiving people doing stuff but greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world and it does not matter what the enemy might conjure up it does not matter what the enemy might do what what the enemy might say God has already equipped us with everything that we need to be victorious in verse 7 he says so a prophecy, as I was commanded, and I was prophesying, uh, prophesying there, and there was a noise, a rattling sound, and the bones came together, the bone to bone. It looked, I looked, and tendons and flesh appeared on them, and skin covered them, but there was no breath in them. Then he said to me, prophecy to the breath. Prophecy, uh, uh, son of man, and say to it, this is what the sovereign Lord said. Come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe into these slain that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and and breath entered them. They came to life and stood up on their feet, a vast army. Y'all, 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 y'all didn't catch this. God just raised up an army from... Dry bones that was already dead and gone, that was desolate, that was written off, that was good for nothing, that was cast away, that was thrown out, that was no good, that was trampled on. See, some of y'all are the valley of the dry bones where you've been cast out, you've been trampled on, you've been pushed aside, you've been called names, you've been told you can't mount to anything, you've been told you can't achieve anything, you've been told you can't do anything. (coughs) But God said that he looked upon you and he seen in you just like he saw into David. He saw a king when man saw a boy. God looked in you and he saw the power and he saw one that that, that would stand up. And be able to do miracles. That would be able to move mountains. That would be able to perform miraculous feats. That would be able to overcome uh, high obstacles. And would that would be able to rise above all of the storms that was rattling in and around your life. See, God saw that He had a po- you had the power of restoration in you. But all you had to do was be activated by faith and call upon his name. You see, we have to be active believers in God. It's just as the church. See, the church has to be active in the community while remaining accessible to the community. The church has to be active in the community while remaining accessible to the community. And sometimes some folks are messed up because even some of you have went through church hurt and and you'd have been the church and and the church didn't do what the church was supposed to do where the church forgot that they are a hospital and all of a sudden they were more worried about the edifice than they were about the the, the, the attendees that was in the edifice they were worried about the doorknob then they were worried worried about the details of people's hearts and 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 what was going on with people and so some of you got hurt in that process and 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 then you lost your way and forgot who you who who you was but that's because beloved in the first place, you was going off of somebody else's faith, and you were depending upon somebody somebody else's uh, uh, beliefs and their religion. But see, when you read the Word for yourself, when you establish it in your heart and the covenant in your heart, nobody can take that away from you. Nobody can tell you um, differently than, than what does saith the Lord in the Word of God. And you already know that you are more than an overcomer, not because man said it, but because God God said it because God said it in the word where, where he said that in, in Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, trust in him with all your heart. Lean not unto your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him. He will direct you your path. Romans eight twenty eight. And, and And we know that, in all things, God works for the good of those who love Him, who have been called according to his purpose and we we hear in this word that he says, "If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation, the old has come, the new has has, has, has gone we We hear in 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 the word that he says, "The Lord is my life and my salvation; whom shall I fear we We hear in the word that that, that it that it tells us that uh, if if we just give God some praise and we just worship God and we just love God, then, then God will come and commune and worship with us and will love us. And, and, and will make his home with us. But see, beloved, we don't, when we don't know what the scripture is because we haven't put it in our hearts and we've just gone off what somebody else says, it's easy for us to get hurt because we haven't established ourselves in that foundation. We've been on shifting sand instead of a solid rock. And so, therefore, when this water came and the sand got wiped out from underneath us, all of a sudden we found ourselves knocked off our feet. And we found ourselves overcome by the problem we're going through, by the people we're dealing with, by the the community or the church that we attended, because they they didn't give us or tell us what we thought they ought to tell us or or what we thought we ought to hear. Even if the church ain't doing right, you do right. You know what it is that you're supposed to do, because you are the church. When he comes back, he's not coming back for a doorknob. He's not coming back for a building or an edifice, but he's coming back for his people. And Christ said, I will establish my church in his people. You are his church. Come on, somebody don't hear me. We're talking about rest- the restoration, valley of dry bones. And so the church has to be active in the community while remaining accessible to the community. Because any church that I see that all of a sudden is more, uh, spend more time on being beautified and being beautiful than they do doing ministry and and doing what God has called them to do, that's a red flag right there. That's a church that's not growing. That's a church that's dying. But if you are in the church and you are doing what thus saith the Lord, it's impossible for the church not to be active because you are active, because your mouth is active, your feet are active, your your hands is active, and you're doing what the Lord wants you to do. So first the engine's got to be purring in you before you, you can worry about the, the outside exterior of the car or the interior of the car. You've got to work on the engine and make sure that the engine is fine-tuned and that the engine is, is purring and that it can get you from point A to point B, not sputtering, not moping, not limping. Along, but that it can carry you in, 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 in a quick and, and fast pace like it's supposed to. That when you turn the key to start that car, that car will start right up and that car will, will take you where you need to go without any trouble, but will take you where you need to go uh, without hesitation as well, beloved. See, somebody's not hearing me tonight. And then they, the, 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 the car interior. What we put in our bodies tell a lot about who we are. See, the stuff that we're putting in our bodies, the things that we're taking in, the things that we're doing, you know, the activities that we're going to, the places that we're visiting. But then we want to go and shout hallelujah to God on Sunday when we'd have been in the club on Saturday. We want to turn around and go and, and take communion on Sunday when we'd have been turning up the, the bottle and getting turned up on Saturday. See, beloved, you got to know who you are in Christ Jesus in order for God to bring you to the next step, the next level. He got to call you out and set you apart. You can't keep playing around if you want God to elevate you and take you to that very next level. We're talking about from rust to restoration. You can't turn around and just skip over some rust because it's a little bit of rust here or a little bit of rust there, and think that you can just deal with some that, that that people see because that quiet rust can still erode that. So you got to be able to deal with all the rough as you as you see. You got to be able to do that interior ministry is is also like that. It's more important than the building is held in. And so when when the building becomes more important than the ministry, red flag. When the church is not doing, that's why we got to do what we are supposed to do. And then lastly, the exterior, when the interior is together, when, you, when God is poured into you and you're having regular devotion, you're talking to him on a regular basis, you're in your scripture on a regular basis, you're communing with God on a regular basis, and that interior is right, then it will start to reflect on the exterior. And see, then you can go and you can start to, to beautify the car and make it look beautiful on the outside. So that when you're coming down the street, it begins to turn heads, and people begin to look and see um, what, you, what you're what driving, what kind of car that is, and they begin to comment, oh, look at that, and, and, and everything else, and they begin to take notice. See, that's how it is, beloved, when, when, with you when... When you are, 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 got everything that you need inside, that on the outside, it begins to reflect what's on the inside. And how we carry ourselves tells a lot about our growth in the Lord, because it shows people who we are and whose we are. See, your works will be, um, your, 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 your works will be a reflection of your commitment to God. And so when he sat there and he Told him to go and do These things he showed him The bones first and so He saw the bones laying down there on the Ground and everything and he could have just said Well ain't nothing gonna happen to this we can't Do nothing it's all over and that would Have been that but no he was obedient So he saw the bones he saw the Engine right there and he could have just walked away But he said no God gave him instruction On what to do next and so he Equipped him and as he as you begin To get into the word God will begin to equip you for the things that are coming your way, because he already see the trouble that's ahead of you, the, the problems that you're going to face. God already has a solution for. God has already worked it out in your favor. All you got to do is just open up and listen to what he's saying. And so as he began to give him instruction and tell him what to do, and then he went for and he began to do those things. And when he began to do those things, then he began to, to see um the, the the outcome of those things. It said the flesh started to gather on the bones and then and, and, and the skin came over man and they stood up and he saw a vast army. See that's that exoskeleton what he saw when God speaks into you and he sets you apart and he raises you up and what God puts in front of you man cannot put asunder. Beloved so understand that where man may see some rust, God turn around and he sees uh something that's ready for restoration. So don't worry about if you've got a little bit of rust on you. Don't worry about if people talked about you and called you out and said things to you. Don't worry about if people turn around and told you you were amount to nothing. Understand, beloved, that you are a child of God and He has called you out in the mighty name of Jesus. May this word add a blessing, hearing, doing to somebody this evening. May somebody be encouraged tonight in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Amen.
1: Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. From rust to restoration. Oh, God, what a word on tonight. My brothers and sisters, I hope you've been blessed by the word on tonight. Remember that God sees your heart. God sees your heart. Man sees the outward appearance. And what we want to be restored is our heart. So I hope and pray, like Elder Wooten said, this word has blessed you, and has helped you. I pray that you will be salt and light this week and that you will find restoration as you read the word of God, you find restoration as you worship him. I pray this week that the Lord will bless you and keep you and make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. And so I pray that the Lord will watch between you and I while we are absent, one from another. In Jesus' name, be blessed. I love your family, and there's nothing you can do about it. Be blessed in Jesus' name.